0: to get started. Peace!
1: Hello and welcome to Anatomy of Marriage Radio. I'm your host, Melanie Studley. What's
0: up, my friends? My name is Seth Studley. I am a licensed marriage and family therapist. Happy morning to you. Good to see you.
1: Hello. We are doing uh, an episode today about fight, flight, freeze, and fawn, Mm. which is sometimes called Fight, flight, freeze, and please. And yeah. we're really excited about this episode. And if you're new here, welcome. We are live on Facebook and Instagram right now. So you can catch us every weekday at 730 A.M. Pacific Standard Time. We answer your questions. Mm-hmm. We talk about topics that are important. And we do uh we share real help for real couples. That's right. And we really do matters.
0: we do four things. We mm-hmm. share a well, we do a prayer together. We do a gratitude. We do an intention for our marriage, and then we end up with a uh Anatomy Uh, of Marriage conversation starter uh, from the the app. app. And
1: this episode is brought to you by Anatomy of Marriage app. We have an app, you guys. We made an app. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. It has the clearing structure in it. People love that tool. It is the interactive version, so you can do all sorts of cool things in it. It has conversation starters. It has everything. It has... um,
0: Battle Strip. Battle Strip. It has all kinds of things that give you... (laughs) <laughs> Makes your marriage not boring if you're stuck in a rut. And Delana it's helpful.
1: saying hi to Sammy and Sammy saying <laughs> hi to Lana. That's the cutest thing ever. That is cute. um, Virtual... Connections, but yes. So we love you guys. We're excited to start out our day, and we encourage you to do your prayers, your intentions, your gratitudes, and mm-hmm. talk about the conversation starters every day with your partner as well. So That's do right. these shows with us. All right,
0: we're gonna pray. Okay. Thank you, God, for your blessings. Thank you for uh, the the trees, the the air, the the water that we drink, all the things that uh, sustain our life, and your grace and your faithfulness to us, God. Thank you for the blessings that you give us. I pray safety for marriages out there, for our marriage, safety for families too. Thank you, God. Amen. Amen. Thank you. What's up, T? Thank you. So, we're doing the gratitude piece Good right morning, now. Bill. Thank oh. you for uh, being chill yesterday. Uh, mm-hmm. We had, well, we can talk about yesterday's conversation and the response that we got to that and everything. And I wanted to thank you for that, for being a soft place to land. Uh, men need, um, uh, a, a man needs his woman to be a soft place to land. And you were that yesterday. So, thanks. I appreciate that. You're
1: welcome. Sorry, really strongly in my head was everyone needs a bosom for a pillow. That's what came into my head as you were saying that. So That's
0: I apologize.
1: That was I was like I can't fight the song. You did song kind in my of head. like
0: space out for a minute. I did. I was like, it was very hard to she focus. She left this universe. I so.
1: appreciate that you're saying that. I did that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, my gratitude to you is like how hard you worked on just the property and stuff. Like you came home and you're like, all right, we're cutting grass. We have a lot of grass that we cut Mm -hmm. and I just really appreciate it. I appreciate how hunky and studly Mm. you looked as you were doing the grass cuttings. You
0: too. I took a cute picture of you when you were on the riding lawnmower. So so do your
1: gratitudes together, do your prayers Mm -hmm. together. And then our intentions for today are basically how we want to behave with one another in our relationship today. Mm -hmm. um, That is better than yesterday.
0: Right, be present with you. Mm-hmm. When I see you, I see you. I'm not thinking about or working on other stuff. Right, I'm being present, which I think we got all work on present moment awareness. Uh-huh. And that's what I want to do. With I you. like that. That's I what think I'm going to do with you.
1: My intention for today is to be more proactive in touching you. I have. Right. I really struggle Here, to practice. even.
0: Oh, good.
1: I struggle to even think about touching you. Right, which is frustrating and makes me feel like a jerk, but. It is where I'm at. I appreciate it. So do your intentions, all that stuff.
0: Uh, So quick recap from yesterday's conversation. It was awesome. It was very uh, cathartic for me. You know, usually crying always helps, although I try to fight it and not let it. And, uh, if you missed the episode yesterday, I highly encourage you to go back. Uh, I just saw that the IGTV has over a 1,000 views mm-hmm. on it. I was like, "Wow, that is awesome. I think that's the all-time high, uh, which is cool, which is great. And I wanted to uh, presence that, and that was just a great conversation. Mm-hmm. And we got so much freaking feedback mm-hmm. in emails and yes. DMs and messages. Uh, if you messages. reached out
1: to us and we haven't responded yet, it's not because we didn't hear you. We love and appreciate every email. There's a lot of them. and It's, it's, it's on my to- list
0: to do today. Right. So thank you for for
1: reaching out and for confirming Mm -hmm. that the show helps and that it matters and that you see our journey. I guess that sounds weird, but Mm -hmm. it really does make the world of difference when people Mm -hmm. text us, email us, DM us and say, look, your show is helping. What you do matters, all that stuff.
0: I was very personally encouraged by some of the dudes that were like, yo, I got you, you know, you mm-hmm. wanna talk. A lot of people reached out and that is really cool. And sometimes when you have that outpouring of outreaching, it makes it makes you feel supported, loved, cared for, and like, hey, you guys are doing the right thing mm-hmm. kind of thing. And a lot of people said some really encouraging stuff. Right. Obviously, we didn't do it for the encouragement. Right. It just it's just it's part of the show. That's what we do. Mm-hmm. And it was like Wow, that that is really good. Like we're praying for you guys. We're rooting. Keep on doing it. You're doing the right thing, mm-hmm. which is so freaking awesome. So you guys, I applaud you guys for doing the right thing and tuning into the show every single day, to wanting to improve yourself, to wanting to improve your marriage, to wanting to uh, be better about stuff. You're mm-hmm. doing it too. You're doing the work as we're doing the work. Right. So good job. Thank you for that. So let's dive into today's question. Yes. Our topic
1: today's did i oh yeah okay mm-hmm. today's topic is all about fight flight freeze and the question is which, you can send your question questions in to hello at anatomyofmarriage.com. Mm-hmm. We have so many questions, but go ahead and send yours in as well because we want them all. So it says, my marriage has never been pretty. 16 years of mostly struggling. We are at a real breaking point. It's complicated and there are so many things going on. It's really hard to figure out what struggle takes priority. And honestly, at this point, just saying done seems like the best choice. For years now, my husband has let me know he has a deep reservoir of hate for me. I am what you call a pleaser, probably codependent, and recently my husband told me I have the baby fawn syndrome. Honestly, I feel like I was raised and have a very similar personality to Seth. My anxiety is so high. My thoughts are swirling. I keep trying to guess what my husband would want me to say or do to help him at least talk to me. Then, of course, thinking, well, geez, what about me? I'm trying... Wait. Wait. Um, I am honestly that, am I honestly that hard to love? I do everything for him with no appreciation. And in fact, my doing seems to not work, but only worsen the relationship. Mm -hmm. I don't really drink. I don't enjoy it. But last night I did just not to feel so overwhelmed by anxiety and maybe did just just get numb and forget it all for a minute. I have never been drunk, but last night I was, this is not how I want to handle my problems. I feel like trying to fix this alone. I told him about your podcast and workbook. He has no interest. So now what? I just don't know. I really do appreciate your podcast. It's a true gift. I'm tired of reading marriage books that just talk about how good a marriage work, how a good marriage works. Mm. Your podcast feels real and relatable. Any advice would help.
0: Awesome. Thank you for that question. And I have a couple of things, uh, Yeah, we do sound somewhat similar. And I'm thinking from a family of origin perspective, most of the times your mom or dad or your uh, parents who raised you, your caregivers, don't do these things on purpose. You know, If I went to my parents and said, hey, I have anxiety about this and this and this and this, they'd be like, I had no idea. I am so sorry. That's not what my intention was, right? Right. As a therapist with zillions of hours of clients, I feel that most people try to do the best that they can with what they have, right? So sometimes we can have anger and resentment towards our family of origin from that. So I want to kind of push that out of the way. And if you're still, if they're still doing wacky stuff, then you can draw really clear boundaries. But there's this book that I instantly thought of when I read your question and it's for guys. It's called no more Mr. Nice guy. And it's, it's fighting the nice guy. People plant nice guy, People pleasing syndrome that some men go through, like oh, I just want to do what's right to my woman or like to, to females or whatever. But you end up not doing what's right for yourself, and then you have uh, you you begin to get low self esteem. You begin to like kind of have uh, a self loathing of who you are as a person. Like, why am I doing this? What I'm just trying. So you're gonna have to unlearn that, right? I've never read the book, but I've heard a lot about it. Uh, no more Mister Nice Guy. And from what I know about it, it does talk about. Hey, you can create boundaries that are healthy for you without having to be a jerk. And sometimes you have to be a jerk like, no, you're not going to treat me. that. I'm not going to allow the way that you are treating me anymore, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I do that with our own kids sometimes when they get an attitude or whatever. I'm saying, you know what? I do not accept that. I'm not allowing you to treat me that way. So just so you know, that doesn't fly. That does not work. You can try all you want, but it will not work. And they kind of turn it up a little bit, but you stand your ground and you you don't let that work. I think that this... Um, wife may benefit from, first of all, reading that book and getting a real assessment. Like, what is at the core of being a people pleaser? I'll answer that question after I do this. Got to jump on a call, but God put you on my heart this morning. Saw you were live and wanted you to know. I prayed for you this morning. Love you, friend. That is the, Jeez.
1: Michelle, oh, that yeah. just like brings me deep, deep joy. Yeah, You are a gift to moi.
0: We've had a lot of people just saying, hey, you guys are doing the right thing. God is putting you where... God is going to put you, and that's going to be the right place. And so, that is amazing, going back to all the emails and stuff and DMs that we got Mm -hmm. yesterday. So, thank you once again. So, what is at the core of Mm people-pleasing, right? The core of people-pleasing is, I'm not lovable, I am not respectable, I am not enough unless I make other people happy. Mm Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And from a young child, it's funny because I'm listening to the Marissa Peer book that we've talked about. And if you don't, if you haven't listened to that, literally go to audibletrial.com forward slash anatomy marriage to get I Am Enough That's by Marissa Peer. Yeah. It is freaking awesome. And I was listening to it yesterday as I was cutting grass. And she was talking about we do these things because we don't believe we are enough. And at some point back in childhood... You did something, you got praise for it, whether that was eat all your food or whether that was make a good grade right. or score a touchdown or, or
1: be quiet
0: or be quiet or hunker down and not feel your Seth or Melanie shaped space in the universe. You got that message of like, oh, okay, I got praise for that mm-hmm. from my caregiver. And when you're a kid, you're like, I need this person to survive. So it goes back to like evolutionary Uh, evolutionary biology stuff, right? Mm -hmm. I said that wrong.
1: Evolutionary biology. So it's
0: a really strong pull that we just can't think our way out of, right? right? So I want this person to go back and go, oh, where did I feel that I wasn't enough? And why do I feel I'm not enough? And what is that looking like in my marriage today? Mm -hmm. Why am I a people pleaser? Oh, uh, if she gets mad, um, she won't like me. And then I think I'm in trouble with the relationship. Well, I'll do right. So I'll put all my feelings way down right. to on the back burner, and then you get pissed off about it eventually, and it right. comes up because it's not a resolved issue. And anything unresolved always comes back in much uglier ways, Right, as Freud says.
1: Right. So there was a thing that came to my mind as you were talking about all of this, that mm-hmm. um, we experienced this uh, recently with a good friend of ours where... And this is gonna I am editing this so Who, what was j- their name? Don't I'm, I'm not kidding. going to tell you I know and that. you may not reveal it. Right. But a good friend of ours struggles with uh drinking and we were at an event and it was like everyone was hoping that this person would not drink, and they did, and it sucked. And why it sucked is because our favorite version of every person we know Oh, my gosh. Our favorite version of every person that we know is the healthiest version of that person. Right. It doesn't matter what is going on. Our favorite version of that person is not the drunk version, not the stoned version, not the um, attachment disorder version, not the anxiety-ridden version. We love it when people in our lives are healthy, and that includes us. Um, We love it when we're healthy, but sometimes we don't know that we're unhealthy, this is so distracting. Seth is plugging in the phone. My brain is not working. And so what made me think of that or why I thought of that is that this person is even saying in the question, like, I, I was raised in a, with a similar, per- I have a similar personality to Seth. My anxiety is so high. Mm-hmm. That is the number one red flag. My anxiety, your anxiety mm-hmm. is leading your behavior. Mm-hmm. That means that you are not your healthiest self. Right. That sentence alone, my anxiety is dot, 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 means I am not healthy. Mm -hmm. And that is don't feel ashamed for that. No, there's no shade.
0: There's no anything in that. So I'm going to normalize that as a therapist. Uh, We all know if we're not doing the best that we can or not, and sometimes we don't do the best we can, or even sometimes we are so stuck in it that we're not aware of it, right? But obviously, this person is not not aware of it, otherwise they wouldn't have written in the the email, right? So it starts with awareness. Awareness is curative, as Dr. Leslie Parrott says.
1: Cool. Um, So I would... (laughs) You have... Cut me off like a thousand times, and everyone's always emailing me about cutting you off. What's up, Dennis?
0: Glad to see your art.
1: (laughs) So, go for um, it.
0: I I apologize. Remember what I was talking about. So you were talking about.
1: Oh, so when you are you have like filled this question with, I do this, I do that, and they're all negative things. Like I think about what he needs wants me to talk about. I think about. You are showing us all of your maladaptive behaviors, maladaptive means I, this is not a healthy thing. So you're showing me all the unhealthy things you do in order to, um, sort of make this fawning response work for you. And it doesn't work for you. So the first thing I would say right off the bat, I don't, if this is the only thing you do, do this. Please, please, please go to getfaithful.com forward slash anatomy of marriage. That is the teletherapy partnership that we are doing with Faithful Counseling. Mm -hmm. It's online. It's via text. It's Mm -hmm. via videos or just phone calls, whatever you do not interrupt me. It is whatever way works best for you Mm -hmm. to get therapy in your home and in the way that you need. It could be couples therapy. It could be Mm -hmm. individual. It could be both. And the coolest part about Faithful Counseling is you start out with this questionnaire. So Mm -hmm. when you go to getfaithful.com forward slash anatomy of marriage, it will say, take our questionnaire. The questionnaire is designed to find you the exact counselor that you need for your problem. So you're not going to be like, I mean, think about this. When we went to counseling at our church, our first counselor was a great person, a terrible counselor. Mm -hmm. We walked in, they had no... No, they were not certified, licensed, any of that jazz. It
0: was a pastoral counselor, which is different from a licensed therapist, which you will be, which I am, right? Right. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. You will be hooked up with that at GetFaithful.com.
1: So, nope, that's not the uh, URL, GetFaithful.com forward slash Anatomy of Marriage. Uh, but the thing is, we walked into those counseling sessions having no idea, like, Mm-hmm. No idea what his expertise was. What does he know? What does he not know? Mm-hmm. When you use this questionnaire, you will figure all that stuff out. They right. will ask you, are, d- are you struggling with, every, I mean, gender anxiety, I- issues. Anxiety. Depression. Uh, weight. Uh, it's trauma. Anything. Yeah. Literally anything. So that's the first step that I am saying for this person to do. Mm-hmm. I did want to say... Uh, at the very beginning of this episode, I wanted to explain what fawning is. Mm-hmm. Um, so fawning, and this is the definition from the website of the guy who added this fourth thing here. So it says, fawning is perhaps best understood as people-pleasing. According to Walker, the guy who coined the term fawn, as it relates to trauma, people with the fawn response are are so accommodating to others' needs that they often find themselves in codependent relationships. What is a codependent relationship?
0: You're asking, okay? You put me on the spot. So I would I would summarize codependency as uh, if you're not okay, I'm not okay. Right. Right.
1: So it means like you're so attached to your partner mm-hmm. in a very in an unhealthy way, where my whole world revolves around. Right. if Seth is happy if Seth is okay, and that's not healthy. That's I'm not, not okay. Balanced.
0: I'm not secure. I'm not anything unless the partner that I attach to is okay. Mm -hmm. So you find yourself in people-pleasing situations, minimizing your thoughts, feelings, actions, everything.
1: Right. It says, fawning types seek safety by merging with the wishes, needs, and demands of others. That means... What you want, I want. Mm-hmm. Oh, you like vanilla? I love mm-hmm. vanilla. Mm-hmm. Oh, you want to live in the mountains? Me too, right? <laughs> they act <laughs> as like if the they <laughs> unconsciously believe that the price of admission to any relationship is the forfeiture of all of their needs, mm. rights, preferences, mm-hmm. and boundaries. So that means whatever you want, I'll just do it. Mm-hmm. But the bad thing is you're you're literally putting... You're saying... Don't care about my dreams. Don't care about my needs. Mm-hmm. I don't... You know, I probably don't really need anything anyway. That right. does not work. Mm-hmm. It does not work. And that, that fawning mechanism, the tool of... I guess we could call it. Mm-hmm. The People develop that in relationships when there's abuse. And this is abuse like... What is it called? Complex. The So the guy who created it is mm-hmm. a complex trauma, trauma. counselor. Mm-hmm. And complex... Explain what complex trauma is.
0: Well, just like anything with a lot of facets uh, it's just not it's just not one thing like okay i was hit by a car once and now i'm scared to cross the street right. it was i've repeatedly but been hit by a car several times the people i cared for and trusted said it was okay to cross the road mm-hmm. they said there were no cars coming they it
1: just well it, let it, me it, let it, me okay never mind well. um so a good example <laughs> that he says on his website the guy who did it something mm-hmm. walker um is that he uses this idea of complex trauma as little trauma that seems almost invisible, mm-hmm. and it happens like at your dinner table. Mm-hmm. So it's it's it reminds me of some of the things that you've expressed, like right. sitting at a dinner table and imagine someone saying, "Don't talk like that. Mm-hmm. Don't say that." Mm-hmm. And they do that literally every day. Right, and that can include your,
0: gaslighting, right, things like that, uh, just other things, mixed messages. What mm-hmm. you call them, like mixed signals do but don't oh right. if you did you know then the rubber fence thing so mm-hmm. complex trauma is like we've talked about with historical trauma uh, in the black community historical trauma as we've talked about and shared in our own family of origin right with uh, Native American stuff mm-hmm. it's it's multifaceted generation after generation yeah complex trauma It's not
1: the same type of trauma as PTSD going into a battlefield and mm-hmm. having bullets flying and bombs dropping mm-hmm. but it is very traumatic to constantly have someone it's and it would be like applicable if you had like a drunk parent all the mm-hmm. time and you knew as a child, I can't go in that room because if mm-hmm. I do that, they might hit me mm-hmm. or, but if I'm really kind and subservient and mm-hmm. I serve them, mm-hmm. they will be happy with me. You don't That's know what complex. you're going to get. Right.
0: Right, you don't know what you're going to get, so you try to like think of all the cards which produces anxiety right. in the first place. Jamie, our our good friend from in España, uh, thank you for the email too. That was amazing. <laughs> thank you. And you don't text or email or anything too much. We love we love emails. <laughs> we love I think you. I think Enneagram 2 people might tend towards fawning in an unhealthy state. Yeah, mm. as well as number 9. I was thinking a lot about number 9.
1: Right. <clears throat>
0: Seth, do you feel that perhaps maybe uh Oh. Right. You uh, are
1: in a fawn relationship. Uh,
0: please don't take I it personally. I said that
1: literally this morning, so go ahead and uh, say it Please again. don't
0: take it personally after listening to dozens of your podcasts. I feel that may be a bit of fawning there. I, too, notice it in my own relationship. I am not happy when my wife is unhappy, when there's something I can do or say to make her feel better, too. So, uh... Yeah, I think there are aspects of it and it's not like you're in a fawn relationship because the fight, flight, freeze or fawn response isn't like I'm in a fight relationship. It's, it's like that's a what moment. you that's your reaction when heat comes. That's when you're when that's your reaction when something comes your way, right? Which mm-hmm. uh, each one of those can have a very helpful purpose because sometimes you have to fight that bear that's chasing you or, right. or your kid or whatever. You have to fight. If you're like coming at me totally sideways, I have to fight you. It's like, no, that's not what we're doing. That's right. ridiculous or whatever. But um, each one of those, those four responses can have an unhealthy, maladaptive coping uh mechanism and pattern and as over time if we continue to practice and stay in that fight response all the time you're going to think oh well i'm just a fighter that's just me you know like some people say oh i'm italian i'm loud or whatever well no you just always fight response because you don't know any other way or like i have learned is this making sense to you
1: sure but i i think you're i think you're feeling a little
0: what you're like too much you're
1: like uh feeling weird. extra You're feeling extra right now. So let me explain why. So I, Bill, literally said to Seth this morning, Mm -hmm. I want to answer this question because I think it is something that you do. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't trying to be mean or anything, but I do think that because we've had conversations for years about his happiness based on mine. Mm His balance is based on my balance, mm. and so I agree. I think mm-hmm. what y- how it sounded like when you were answering the mm-hmm. question was you feel like you're what are the what's the football sides what's a offensive offense, offense and you were being offensive like you were not
0: like I was I was trying to be defensive
1: yes like you were trying to p- backpedal out of what the question oh, was is okay. what that felt like
0: yeah well okay I do own up to like having the phone response often which. Uh, learning about Enneagram 9. He didn't even know
1: what it was. I talked about it. He didn't even know what it was. I hadn't was. heard
0: of the fawn response, actually. But, yeah, as an Enneagram 9 and learning about that, there are a lot of fawn tendencies in that. Mm-hmm. And I'm working to be like, I, I'm, not, is, I'm not like, oh, I'm not happy if you're not happy. I'm not like that. But I do tend to avoid conflict just because I don't like it. And then in that, by doing that, I build up resentment and frustration in that. So it's something to talk about and be aware aware of.
1: But I will say, I Mm -hmm. want to push back a little bit on that too, only for the sake of personal growth, Mm -hmm. is that I think that you have said this many times, like I will make the statement, I don't have bad sex. Mm -hmm. And you said, I do. Right. And I will say to you, well, stop having bad sex. But Mm -hmm. you'll be like, well... It's your fault because <laughs> you are... Basically, mm-hmm. it feels like you think I'm bulldozing you. Right. And and I feel like it's really more of this idea of like... Uh, and I talked about this yesterday, right? Or the mm-hmm. day before. Mm-hmm. We had a big conversation about this because it's like I'm not doing these things on purpose to bulldoze you. Right. I'm just solid in what I know and what I want. Mm-hmm. It comes across to people like I'm mean, mm-hmm. I think because you are trying to... Fawn in that relationship mm-hmm. sometimes, and it makes your wishes feel diminished. When right. stand up and tell me your wish, right? I don't, yes, right? Let me know what you want, let me know what you don't want, mm-hmm. let me know if you like the furniture or not. That's mm-hmm. why I ask you. But if you always say yes,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you're I can't adjust, right? Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, but I don't always say yes, I do say my opinion and stuff, but I think when if I'm not in a good spot, uh. A book that I read a long time ago talks about heat, like stressful things, like coming at you. We have heat in all directions. Marriage, relationship, work, that's heat. And how you respond to that heat over time is usually how you respond to stuff. And yeah, I do fawn often. Uh, Well, not as much, but it's something that I am aware of and am working on, right?
1: Right, right. Completely. I appreciate you bringing it up. Let's see, Patricia, there was one here. It says, this is what I am struggling with. My husband wants to be... I my I have oil in my eyes and I can't read. Husband, oil. I have all of. Or, ch- I put coconut oil on my face. Jiff- it gets in my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I work at Jiffy Lube on the days. Uh, my husband wants me to be that yes person, and I don't want to be, but I'm having a hard time saying no and setting boundaries. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so I would say that the actual responsibility is on you. There's a great book you can read by Dr. Henry Cloud. Uh, It's called Boundaries, Boundaries. right? And go to audibletrial.com forward slash anatomy marriage to get it freaking free, right? (laughs) To get it free. So the onus is on you. Like if Melanie wants me to be a yes person all the time, but internally I'm struggling with that and like, "Uh, I don't like that. No, that's not who I am. Then I'm I'm living out of congruence with who I am actually am, mm-hmm. right? Even if you want me to be that, blah, blah. And sure, to a point, if you like it when I acquiesce to like, please sit with me in a field of flowers. Okay, yeah, sure. Right. That's fine. You, that's your preference. But every single day... For two hours? No, we got stuff to do. Right, right. So you can say no in that in a health w- in a healthy way, and you can acquiesce to that and give grace because your partner maybe that's their love language, maybe that's how they'll, they feel special or loved.
1: Right. I have a really weird thing that came into my mind. Don't don't do that. Okay. Um, what came into my head as I was thinking that is if you literally took. The desires that Seth had in a day and the desires that I had in a day, Mm -hmm. and put it on a piece of paper with a line down the middle, Mm -hmm. and his desires and my desires—they are equal. They should never ever have one be—you know what I mean? Like, what do you mean? Like the so? Oh, you
0: mean equal weight, not the same desires, equal importance, equal equal weight and equal importance. So
1: if I want to go, um, so so that why I'm saying that is that I think in relationships, and I know I for sure thought this for years and years. Mm -hmm. I. I even said this at Dr. Tina's retreat mm-hmm. was that all the women in this circle that we were talking about, all our, our husbands and whatever, and all of us were putting our to do list, our personal, like, wife to do list, mm. above any need that our husband had. And mm. I called it out. I said, Listen to us. Mm. We are literally saying that our desires, our mm-hmm. to do list, our wants, our requirements, our expectations are more important than anything else our husband wants to do, doesn't want to do, thinks about, doesn't think about. Mm -hmm. And that's really important to see because if you're fawning, you think your to-do list is not as important as mine. Mm -hmm. You will negate what's on your list to do what's on mine Mm -hmm. because I'm bossy Mm -hmm. or I'm louder or you don't like conflict. Mm -hmm. It might have nothing to do with me. It might only have to do with you. Here's a
0: really good thing that happened in real time yesterday. So do you remember when you were cutting grass on the riding lawnmower? Yeah. And, Patrick, well, of course, it was yesterday, duh. But uh, Parichmil, <laughs> that's good. Uh, Patricia says, "I read the book. Need to work hard now." I would suggest that you read it again. i read super impactful books literally like four or five times. Read Marissa
1: and, and said, "I'll put links, but listen." Okay. So go ahead. Anyway, what so, were you saying on the light? Uh, lighting Ron mower.
0: I have a very. Weird obsession and strong preference about how the grass looks. Oh, I know. Right? And I was thinking about it yesterday. I don't have that preference on many things. Right. I don't like it when there's piles of dead brown grass in the thing. It looks gross. And I look at it every day and say, oh, it's raining. It's going to be sunny. Great. It's going to be five feet tall tomorrow. So I have to cut it. And I cut it a certain way so it doesn't pile up and all this stuff. And you were cutting it a different way. Mm -hmm. And I said, hey, cut it the other way. And you, and you pushed back. You're like, well, no, I don't have to because it's this way. And I'm like, okay, fine, whatever, right? And then you kept on doing it. I was like, that doesn't make sense. I've, I cut the grass 800 times more than you have right. here. This is how you do it, mm-hmm. right? It's not a weird thing. You're not dumb. You're not anything. Right. And I said, hey, I need you to cut it this way because it does better, right? right? So in that, I didn't fawn. I didn't push back. Mm-hmm. But you put your to-do list of how you thought you should do it above mine kind of thing does that make sense Mm -hmm. and this is kind of coming together for me a little bit so in that moment i was like no do it this way and i don't know if i'm interested in what your process was like oh sure he's i'll just i'll just do it this way i don't care i don't want to talk about it or oh this is better this makes sense which one of those did you think it was just that
1: i was i thought it's better it makes sense because what i thought was going to happen was if i blew the clippings this direction right it would make a big pile that i couldn't cut down mm-hmm. so i was trying it the other way right and all i did was go oh yeah he's right it, like, it, doesn't it do what not it disperses it when the right. thing is open yeah so, i was like oh blah, it blah. doesn't right. this doesn't do what i thought it did i'll mm-hmm. just go the other way right. i didn't care i yeah. didn't have feelings about mm-hmm. it i just was like oh i think this oh i was wrong yeah right so
0: I, that's interesting to me because that process doesn't happen much for me <laughs> And so that's why I'm. This
1: is uh, right. And so one of the things that we were talking about yesterday, uh, I walk with my friends, and we were talking about this is that I approach a lot of stuff really logically. Right. I don't give a any craps about how you feel about something or how. Dang. I I don't give a gut dang. I don't know what that is. It is funny. I don't care about the feelings part of it, and I used to care only about the feelings part. And I'm like, wow, this is really messing my life up. Let me stop. Mm. But the hard part is that you wind feelings into everything. Mm. Like you would have, like she's hurting my feelings. She's cutting the grass counterclockwise. She hates me. When I'm like,
0: not really, but. I just wanted to do that funny voice.
1: But so you do that with so many things where Mm -hmm. you, it's like an issue is non-emotional and you will wrap it up like rope Mm. in your emotions. And I'm standing over here like, we don't need the emotions here, bro. And the hard part is it ends up being fawning because you're like, I can't untangle my emotions from this. Just do it however you want. Mm -hmm. Or if I do what you want, then you'll be happy or I'll get sex or it'll be more fun or I won't whatever. Mm -hmm. And so it's it's very confusing to me because I'm like... As a practice, I have emotionally Mm. detached things as a practice.
0: What is that called in smart discipline? No. (laughs) In discipline equals freedom, what is that? Um, I I don't remember what it was. Bill says, oh, or because in the great scheme of things, our wife's happiness is more important as she brings so much joy to our life. You know what? That is true. And I, you know, the first thing that came to mind, happy wife, happy life. But that can be damaging because that Super, minimizes yeah. what's. Uh, I'm, you know, trust me. If Melanie is happy and has her way happy all the time, spouse, that doesn't happy make
1: house me... is the one I like better. Uh, like spouse, both of us happy. Yeah, okay, that's the one. Jamie um, says,
0: "What would you suggest a healthy way out of that fight or fawn trap?" I go both ways. Like a solution out of it. Oh um, man, Seth, you're so right. I am right. <laughs>
1: just I think it's the awareness is curative concept, which is such a dumb way to say it. And I don't mean that, but like knowing that you do it is literally the first step. Right. And then having an action, because what I want you to think of it is from just from a biological perspective, what it is, it's fight, flight, freeze, fawn. It's the same thing as something makes me feel uncomfortable. That might be Seth saying, um, I want to buy a new car and I and I, I will have this immediate response. It could be fight. No, you can't get a new car. Blah, 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 blah. Right? It mm-hmm. could be flight. I'm going to ignore that he said that. I'm just going to call my mom. I'm going to go to my sister's house. I'm going to go get pizza and eat blueberries. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, freeze. Like, I don't know what to say. I'm right. just going to... Mm-hmm. I don't know. Or phone. Or fawn. Well, phone. if you want like, one, well, I then mean,
0: you'll, uh, you'll right? acquiesce to it. right? So
1: knowing that that those four options are In everybody, all the time, is the very, very, very first step. Right. Because I had this moment, too, where um, I think it was when we were on vacation. Mm -hmm. Actually, it was in relationship to you where I've been learning about these fight, flight, freeze, fawn, and our sort of visceral reaction to things. Recent vacation? This was like two days ago. It was actually this last conversation when you got upset at me. Oh, right. And I knew, I'm like, he is feeling anxiety and stress from all the things that have happened over the last two weeks, Mm -hmm. and he's fighting me, Mm -hmm. although I literally did nothing. Right. And so I pointed it out lovingly, like in a process, in a long conversation, Mm -hmm. but it was that. Knowing that you do that is the very first step, and then sitting and going, what are my triggers? Right. What?" triggers me to what did yours yours were flight and fawn where'd it go fight or fawn Mm -hmm. so like knowing that those are the two things you go to play them out in your mind Mm -hmm. when my wife does this when my husband does that these are i respond this way right play things that you've done in the past through your mind Mm -hmm. then project them out into the future and go okay when this thing happens next time I'll acknowledge it by by listening to my body. Right. Is, is my heart rate accelerating? Mm-hmm. Do I feel sweaty? Do I feel you nervous? Have
0: fists. Are you flooded? Right. What the term John Listen talks about. Listen to
1: your body. Right. Read what your body's telling you. Right. And then visualize the, what you're going to do instead.
0: I like thinking of it this way. You can future cast, and oftentimes future casting is associated with anxiety. Like you're, you're planning out things right. that haven't even happened and you're like worst case scenario stuff. But we can future cast in this way. And say, I've been down this road before. I've I've felt these emotions before. If I continue down this road, where do I usually end up? Right. If I continue down this one, where do I usually end up? Okay, I'm going to play out those scenarios and go, okay, I'm going to intervene myself here. It's like I always say, if I'm hiking in the woods, mm-hmm. I would rather know that there's a bear around that tree and Be turn prepared. around, yeah. get my pistol out or whatever or bear spray and walk the other way rather than coming up on that bear and being, ah right <laughs> yes. then you fight flight freeze or fawn right. and then you get in trouble right you're so telling it's like, the
1: bear we'll do whatever you want to do <laughs> eat my face you know <laughs> uh
0: whatever so bill says could that be could that wrapping of emotions be due to the fact that you are not accepting or belittling belittling our recommendations in favor of your own um
1: I think it's like a you-are-enough Marissa Peer vibes. You don't value... So in Brene Brown, I'm currently reading Brene Brown, Daring Greatly. It Mm -hmm. is phenomenal. And Mm -hmm. she talked about we can only be in relationship... We can only accept others to the extent that we accept ourselves. Right. That's what I think you struggle with at Mm -hmm. your core. Mm -hmm. Somewhere in your childhood you did not feel accepted i totally can see why we Mm -hmm. spent two weeks with your family yeah and there's a whole lot of don't say that you can't feel that don't go there you're wearing that there's Mm -hmm. a lot of judgment a lot of you are not making the right choices Mm -hmm. and you've had and your parents are wonderful right i adore them but you grew up that way right and uh i think what happens is you feel like I'm probably not doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. I think Melanie's, Mm -hmm. she might be doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to, but then you you, just
0: go to avoiding conflict and and it doesn't work. Well,
1: and then you Mm -hmm. side with me all the time and I don't know the difference because I'm not in your head. So I'm like, Oh, he wants to go here. Mm -hmm. But then I find out six months later, I didn't want to go there. And I'm like, why the crap didn't you tell me?
0: So I'm going to normalize this a little bit. Like I'm sharing my own experience in this in hopes that you can see yourself in your own family of origin and your uh, adaptive good reactions or your maladaptive reactions. Mm-hmm. So family of origin, we we all have these things and Marissa Peer talks about in our childhood, there was a point uh, where you felt that you weren't enough. Like right. you as your uh, person, you know, core spirit soul mm-hmm. wasn't enough uh, in some way, shape or form mm-hmm. and then you learn to React to that, and that part, that little part of you died. So as you discover this and go, oh, wait a minute, I am enough, exactly how I am. I can take up my full-shaped space uh-huh. in the universe, and it's okay uh, until we figure that out, which I'm doing, and, like, you know, I'm so thankful for the Marissa Peer book. Mm-hmm and all these other great books that we've read, uh, until we get to that point, there is going to be this conflict. Unresolved issues always come up in right. uglier ways, right? If you're watching on Instagram or Facebook Live, when we stop looking at the camera and looking at each other, I know. that's then when we serious. know That's when we know it's serious. It's serious. What's up, Mandy?
1: Uh, but hold on. Valley Parker Grove said, I signed up for Faithful Counseling and had two sessions. Wow, in all caps. Yep. I have guarded hope, but hope nonetheless. Yes. That is is rad that is why we partnered awesome. with them because we uh, believe mm-hmm, in them mm-hmm. so let
0: say? me say i'm going to pitch uh, get faith go to get faithful.com for slash anatomy of marriage i am a licensed therapist right you will be hooked up with a licensed therapist and as melanie said before you have like a mini assessment that you can do at your leisure oh i have anxiety depression i want to study family of origin issues i want a male counselor who is uh, Muslim or a female counselor who is Christian or whatever, uh, you can handpick your mm-hmm. your counselor, right? It's confidential. It's HIPAA compliant. It's easier than going to an office, finding parking, blah, 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 fighting traffic, all this stuff.
1: All Babysitters. Babysitters. Yeah.
0: Do it in your pajamas for 45 minutes every single week. You'll thank us later for it. So thank you. Getfaithful.com forward slash anatomy of marriage. I'm so
1: glad that you went. That is awesome.
0: Yes. Thank you for sharing too. Jamie says, yes, get it, Seth. I'm trying to.
1: Yes. And I do want to say in this question where that we were addressing mm-hmm. initially, it says for for years now, my husband has let me know he has a deep reservoir of hate for me. Mm. So I want to address that. Mm-hmm. We sort of skimmed over it and I didn't mean to skim over that. That is not OK. Right. Um, that's not your responsibility. Like you can't you're not responsible for his reservoir of hate. And mm-hmm. what the crap is a reservoir of hate? Like,
0: that's really strong language that's that goes very back strong and has language. 16 years of unresolved baggage. And right. as you, let me I'm jump in real quick. Uh, as Marissa Pierre was talking about as I was reading the book yesterday, I Am Enough, um, and you were talking about, we can't, like I always say before, uh, as well, I can't give you $2 if I have $1 in right. my pocket, right? right? Uh, I have a deep reservoir of hate for you. Is it, is it because you have done 16 years of super hateful damaging worst things ever things to me no it is things that i've held on to Mm -hmm. because i haven't let go of them in myself at first and then when we it's like piling on stuff Mm -hmm. so we start out in life we're literally a clean slate Mm -hmm. we have everything we need right food food uh, a spirit, uh, health, love, all this stuff. We have everything that we need, right? Somewhere along, we pick up things that, oh, wait a minute, I'm not enough. I get love and safety and security when I do this, but mm-hmm. that's not really me, but I, I can't give up safety and security, so I adapt, right? And so that part of like, we, we it's like a stone. It's like, okay, here's a stone, mm-hmm. right? And then whenever another stone comes along when we're in close relationship that looks similar to what I am holding on to, mm-hmm. guess what? we take that one on as our own Mm -hmm. and we blame you for you gave me this. I'm like, well, wait a minute. Hmm. You're only recognizing that in this relationship because you had the blueprint and the imprint in yourself Mm. first. Does Mm -hmm. that make sense? Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, I have a, I have an image, some sort of like picture or something, and it's a maladaptive picture. It's something that's not resolved, something that I Personally, don't even want, right? Mm -hmm. But then I walk around in the woods and I'm not seeing the trees. I'm not seeing your beautiful smile. I'm not seeing how you really love me. Mm -hmm. I'm seeing this. I'm looking for what we look for, we find, right? right? What we focus on expands. I'm looking for an identical mirror image of this weird, gross picture Mm -hmm. and like, oh, wait a minute, I saw it Mm -hmm. that one time that you, you know, punched me in the face Mm -hmm. or that one time when you did XYZ. Guess what? I'm going to take that picture and now. I, this picture also has an imprint of you. So now associate with,
1: does, right. does this well, make and sense? Basically, it's like you go to what you know. So I, right. my assumption, and I could be way, way, way off here, So, but hear me out for a second, is that the person who wrote this question had parents who said things to one another like, I have a deep reservoir of hate for you. Mm-hmm. Like I'm assuming, I mean, let me just put it a different way. If Seth ever said that to me, I would not stay with him. I'm not saying that mm-hmm. you have to leave your husband, so please don't hear that. But I grew up in a home that was, n- no one would ever be allowed to say that. I would never accept mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. My boundaries are so firm in that area mm-hmm. because in my home, we would never talk that way. Mm-hmm. You are accepting that from your husband probably because in your home, you heard that kind of language spoken. Mm-hmm. Um, or
0: Or wait a minute. That's not necessarily true. He probably heard that type of language spoken, right, in his family of origin. There's a
1: level of acceptance that she has to go, oh, this language is okay.
0: Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: And so I'm not, but yes, it could be, it's probably a mixture and amalgamation of Mm. both of those things coming from both of your families of origin. And so the hard part there is that it is, you cannot love someone whilst having a deep reservoir of hate. Like... It doesn't work. Right. Love and hate are not like, yeah, I love hate you. That works. It doesn't work. Right. It's like the lights are on off and the water is wet dry. Like it doesn't <laughs> work. The <It's laughs> Wet dry, dry back. Right. Um, so you, ha- I want you to, um, I really would encourage you to maybe go to getfaithful.com forward slash anatomy of marriage and see if your husband will do that with you mm-hmm. and address that sentence right there. If right. that's something he says to you, it's got to be addressed and it's you can't, like- you alone cannot fix your husband's deep reservoir of hate.
0: It's like forgiveness. Right. You, no matter what you do, can't make me forgive or not forgive you, right? Mm-hmm. That's a choice that I have to process and, and give right. to you. Uh, so hold on a minute. Uh, somebody says, I think my husband and I both have fawning tendencies. Mine enabled me to sit in my own crisis for over a year. I hadn't even realized the parts of me that I lost when I couldn't set boundaries. Wow. Yeah. yeah. It, um, it's... Um, I like that you don't know what you've lost until you set boundaries, right. right? Because it's like having a sieve, right? And you have all this water or a colander or whatever, right, yeah. what do you call strainer? it? strainer. You have all this water going through and going through and you literally have no idea the amount of water, how many gallons is being poured into that, right? right? Until you're like, wait a minute, I'm getting a bowl, not a stupid colander. <laughs> Then you could be like, "Oh, here's a gallon, here's a gallon, here's a gallon," right? right. So you don't know how much you've lost until you set boundaries. Uh, uh, Aaron says, "I will be." Wait a minute. Uh,
1: yeah, that was. Oh, a-
0: therapy saved me. Yeah, uh, thank you, uh, Samantha. Um, I will I be you. listening to this episode again and again. So powerful and healing. Stinking family of origin work. Makes me strive so my, to be intentional with my own kids so my hurts and struggles don't be right. theirs as well. Right. Exactly. And I think right. of that Bible verse. that talks about the sins of the father. And I, right. you know, like in my... I don't know, goofy, maybe church upbringing. That was explained of like, oh yeah, if your father did something bad, you inherit that because, and now that's going to be put on you and it's like super bad karma or whatever. I'm like, well, no, my understanding of it now is the things that we, the the, the maladaptive reactions, the things that we don't let go of, the patterns that aren't helpful Mm -hmm. that my family of origin did, I, by family of origin nature, am going to give to my kids because if I don't fix it, if I don't know that that bears behind the tree, if I'm not aware of it, then I'm just going to like willy-nilly give it to my kids. Same speech patterns. Uh How do I treat you? Am I respectful to you? Mm -hmm. Am I loving? Am I, you know, equal Mm -hmm. to you? Or all this stuff. So if those aren't resolved, boom, Mm -hmm. the the sins of me are going to...
1: Uh, Go to our kids. A different way. We're going to do
0: it too to our kids.
1: A different way to think of that. Marissa Peer uses this sentence, and I think it is so incredibly powerful. She says, um, We inherit shame. We inherit the shame of our parents. Mm. So, really, like the. the, It's just
0: passed down. It's just passed down. down. And Mm -hmm. it's
1: because they got it from their parents. And, you know, they were told, Don't talk, don't this, or, or girls can't do that, or whatever. So then they tell you. So you are literally inheriting it. Mm-hmm. It is not something you are born with. No baby is born saying, oh, I'm I'm too pale. This is gross. Mm-hmm. But you inherit it mm-hmm. when someone tells you over and over again, you should tan. You mm-hmm. should get a tan. <laughs> um, let's nice see. Try.
0: Uh, says, Bill, Bill Could says... Could fawning
1: be a way for people to try and model how a person wants to be treated? For example, I fawn for my wife to show respect in hopes that she would do the same. That is... So we often treat people how we want to be treated. So that is... That is probably mm-hmm. what you're doing. I don't know that it's helpful.
0: Okay, Bill, I'm going to be straight up with you. I have uh, unknowingly done that, thinking that other people will get the message.
1: <laughs> but yeah, other people, do you mean me?
0: <laughs> yes, other people. I've been married once,
1: right. and it's you. Right.
0: Uh, so that can be damaging because guess what? That is a form of passive aggress- Aggression. Right. right, it's Being, un.
1: I think it's unconscious for sure, though. Yeah,
0: not. I mean, there's there's different levels of right. uh, passive aggressive, but that is a thing of like, oh, if I do this enough by osmosis, or they're gonna get the point. Well, there have been literal times where you have zero idea, and oh, I've yeah. been trying this thing for five years, and right. I'm like, I am so freaking mad at you, right, right now. You know oh, what I'm yeah. saying? Because I haven't been direct enough, so. That would also go into, okay, being passive-aggressive or being non-direct would be into, ooh, I'm kind of conflict-avoidant. I'm kind of people-pleasing, right? right? If I just subtle, well, let me tell you, subtle nudge her right. over here rather than saying, hey, when you do that thing that I was trying to get you not to do for like eight years, uh, it drives me insane. You know, right. I'll say it. I'll use the clearing structure. Hey, babe, when you X, Y, Z, it makes me feel this way. And what it reminds me mm-hmm. of is this. So right. I want to be straight up and intentional here. Right. To, Don't do that anymore.
1: Right. Well, and here's, I think, a better, almost a better example of it. I was doing the same. It wasn't the fawning thing, but I was showing Seth what I valued by cleaning our house nonstop and being like, this is what matters. It matters to have the shoes organized and like spice rack with labels on it. It matters to have all of the towels folded this exact way. And I was like overexerting myself in hopes that one, he -hmm. would value my love language Mm -hmm a uh, clue, guys. It doesn't work. He didn't right. care. And he also didn't model it because it didn't matter to him. So what I would suggest that I think is far more valuable is being able to, without emotion, say what it is that you want from your wife, mm-hmm. right? So I started doing that with Seth. I said, you know, and I ha- again, first part, no emotion. You remove emotion. I mm-hmm. highly recommend emailing this to your spouse mm-hmm. and saying, you know what? Let's see. it. So in here it says, you are modeling fawning for a way you want to be treated. Literally, if all you, if you emailed me and said, Hey, Melanie, I would love it if three times a week you would sit and rub my back mm-hmm. and like rub my feet, scratch my back. Right. And, and like we could talk for 10 minutes. I don't even know. I can't even mm. think of what right. you would want.
0: If I would email you that instead of rubbing your back three times a right, week. Right,
1: because I don't give a crap about you rubbing my right, back. It's right. the last thing I want you, you to do. You know what that
0: is? That is, so oftentimes we do our love language, our yes. preferred love language to our spouse because in hopes of them, under, well, exactly what Bill mm-hmm. is saying, in hopes that they will get the picture. They'll pick it up but and figure it out. if that's not your love language, you know, I don't care about, I don't know what's... uh Cleanliness? Um, whatever, Uh, then that's not going to be a thing. But she has to tell me. Melanie has to tell me that. So Jamie, so... Hold on.
1: No, no, no. But in the app, so listen to me, in Mm. Anatomy of Marriage, our app, there is a love language quiz. There is... You can literally take the love languages quiz. It's in our app and it will help you identify your love language help your wife identify hers. And then you can figure out how to do this stuff together and stop... Mm -hmm giving what you want to receive and start receiving what you want to receive, if that exact. makes sense. And what Jamie said is amazing. Read it.
0: Can we pray for this couple before logging off? There's yes. a lot of pain there. Yes, Jamie. Yes. That is awesome. And I love so that. I'm
1: so thankful that you said that. So, I mean, I feel silly that we right. have never thought of so it.
0: So who we're praying about is a person that emailed in about a 16-year marriage that mostly is struggling and they need some help. So... Let's lift them up in prayer. All right. Dear God, thank you for your blessings. Thank you for this couple. Thank you for the show and all of our friends that tune in. I pray that uh, this couple finds some healing for themselves. I pray that they understand that they are enough and that Cureness is aware of and all the things that we have said uh, in this show, God. I pray that you protect them and uh, help them see another 16 years of marriage, but an improved marriage, mm-hmm. God. Thank you so much for your blessings. Amen. Amen. So, you that was good.
1: You said is a <laughs> Did I really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was that, really funny. That is
0: funny. You know, the worst thing ever is making uh, typos, um, words like that, like in a speech and not. Like, I... I you know, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. It's embarrassing. Yeah, but don't I know, know what, you what you're do. saying. What's up, Christina? So, okay, we're wrapping up the show, and I found a, a question that you don't know about. From our app? From our From app. From our the,
1: app. We have an app.
0: The Anatomy of Marriage app right there. Conversation with starters. Nice
1: you can get the app at anatomyofmarriage.com. It's everywhere that you can get apps. You can get it... Or google or whatever <laughs> you, you
0: don't know uh thank you bill says thank you guys you're both reminding me of my own relationship and has helped me look inside myself for ways to go that's where growth starts bill yes that's where it starts with and me and you're welcome and, with her. and thank you yes so okay conversation starters right. from the anatomy okay. marriage app and i chose intimacy okay <laughs> uh as always what intimacy goals could we set up for the next upcoming week
1: you know exactly what it is Scheduling sex.
0: Exactly right. We talk
1: about it all the time and Mm -hmm. never do it.
0: Right. So, I, a lot of people, a lot of like therapists and all this, these people say scheduling sex is healthy but somehow for years it still seems kind of awkward to me and for at least since we've had this stupid podcast i'm just (laughs) kidding it's not stupid it's awesome it's just i'm frustrated at my own thing about it since we've had this podcast we've talked about it and we haven't lived it so i apologize to you guys that we say yeah do this it's great but we haven't Ever done it? It's, Truth it's says,
1: y'all just put it in the calendar now. I know, right? We, <laughs> right?
0: we should after this. So, um, I think that that isn't a goal that we should have, just like 75 Hard or AOM Daily or AOM Radio or anything. Mm-hmm. It's scheduled out, right? right. Th- we schedule things, but we don't schedule intimacy right. because we think, oh, that's going to be too awkward, right? Well, it's not. <laughs> I get I it. A, yeah. So
1: here's the second question. We're not going to answer this one, but go to the Anatomy of Marriage. Uh, get, We're not going go to answer it. Go to anatomyofmarriage.com and get it. And in the intimacy conversation <sighs> starters, here's a question you can talk to your spouse with: How have I made you feel really good during lovemaking? Mm. Dun dun dun. <laughs> There's anyway, a couple of ways. Yeah, I can think of a few. All right. So anyhow, we have loved spending today with you. If you are enjoying the show, please rate and review it on iTunes. That helps us out tremendously. Mm-hmm. You can also uh, support us financially on patreon you can visit patreon.com forward slash anatomy of marriage Um, which we got an
0: email from a a supporter just recently and thank you so much i will be emailing you later
1: yes and thank Uh, you for all of your kind comments seriously you have no idea how much they mean to us it's mm -hmm. it validates all the hard work we put into this and how it matters to us so thank you thank you thank you and again if you feel like you struggle with fawning fight, flight, freeze, any of those things, uh, if you feel like you struggle with family of origin issues, if anything we said resonated with you and you, man, I wish I could change that, Mm -hmm. please visit getfaithful.com forward slash anatomy of marriage to sign up for the counselor stuff, all that. I mean, it's amazing. We partnered with them because we can't counsel everybody. Mm -hmm. So please go to getfaithful.com forward slash anatomy of marriage. Check it out. And I will link all the stuff we talked about in the show notes today. And Bill says one more thing. I found that what works for my relationship is to have a range of days that each of us own. On a, on one of these days, the owner will be responsible for initiating sex. Monday, Wednesday are my wife's days. Thursday through Saturday are mine. And we can't refuse unless injury or month oh, or monthly. Or friend.
0: monthly friend. That is awesome. I have heard of that. Like uh, it. Okay. I like on, that.
1: Owning those days. I yeah, love that.
0: Owning those days. Like you know what? Uh, this is my day. Then I'm going to make a focus on foreplay, mm-hmm. right? Because in the past, some you know you're like talking about foreplay. I'm like, oh, this is so stressful and gives me anxiety. There's
1: a foreplay list in our. App use our app, <laughs> Seth. People or me? Learn a book, Seth.
0: Learn a book, Rick. Um, okay. Thank
1: you, Rick. Yeah,
0: Seth. Bill. Bill, that is super awesome, and yes. I love that idea. So on Monday and went on. Okay, so this Bill's you know Thursday and Saturday. Then I'm going to do something special. It's not a regular day, right? Right. It is not a regular day. I'm going to be intentional. I'm going to be forthright, and that is awesome. Okay? i I've forgetting some. <laughs> no, I I am serious, and I'm not saying like ooh. It is like We can
1: start our own 75 hard if you know what I mean. Oh my gosh. <laughs> anyway, we love you. This is a very long podcast. Right. Have a wonderful day. All right. And we will see you later. All right. Peace All right. out. See you Bye. tomorrow. Bye.